0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Brendan Rodgers is hoping for a first ever win Against Stevie Clark's table topping Kilmarnock Gary McAllister admits there is a disciplinary issue at Rangers Who will be without Alfredo Morelos this weekend And Craig Levine jokes perhaps the old firm should pay for VAR On behalf of the other Premiership clubs Two men who never pay for anything on behalf of anyone else Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans I would not patronise Kilmarnock by joking that they can only throw it away now Because because Stevie Clark is too good for that What I will say is I told you on Monday night's programme There was no margin for error Where Celtic and Rangers were concerned And what happens next? They drop five points between them There's a missed penalty There's a red card It's a shambles But what can you do if people won't heed your advice? All I can say now is Dilly ding Dilly dong Wake up Celtic and Rangers Kilmarnock are the league leaders And you two are the challengers and I'll tell you what, at this moment in time, you're absolutely right, Hugh. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's it's no fluke, absolutely no way. I think they've been playing some tremendous stuff, very consistent, you have to say. And I think they're a good side to watch, and I think they'll make it tough for Celtic at Celtic Park tomorrow, that's for sure. That's going to be a cracking game, the standout game of the weekend. And you're even looking tonight, Air United. What a result that was yeah. at Tannadice last week. 5 nothing. Who could predict that? Airshot. And of course, Thistle, bottom of the league. Can they get off the bottom? Well, they're going to have to beat Dunfermline to have a chance. Airshot is the capital of Scottish football. <laughs> one's top of the championship, the other one's top of the premiership. And again, I would say about Kilmarnock, the job that Stevie Clark has done cannot be patronised or no. joked about because this is a side... With no glow-in-the-dark outstanding player This is a side with Greg Stewart still on loan from Birmingham Who have Kirk Broadfoot Many people would have said past his best before he got to Kilmarnock Chris Burke many people would have said past his best Stephen O'Donnell A future not really going anywhere until he got to Kilmarnock And Steve Clark has turned all of this around It's borderline miraculous 0141 That's the number you need to get in touch tonight If you would rather tweet to them We are at Clyde SSB People will be queuing up or Some people will be queuing up to Say that Celtic are still favourites to win the league Fairly yeah. obvious yeah. where, where, that, where yeah. that thought process yeah. comes from Having won the last uh, seven domestic trophies um, And having a couple of games in hand over Kilmarnock But the head-to-head record is enough to tell you That tomorrow should be a cracker Yeah, game of the day I would suggest game of the day in Britain Never mind just our little place Uh, And Stevie Clark has made it such If you take the last 38 league games Played by Celtic and Kilmarnock Kilmarnock are only three points behind Celtic That's a season Mm. 38 games Kilmarnock would only be three points behind Celtic And I thought the two best sentences of the day was spoken by Stevie Clark earlier on when he said, you have to let supporters dream. You have to let them think about crazy things. So, where we stand now, two matches short of the halfway stage, Kilmarnock at top mm. of the league. That's a dream. That would have been thought a crazy thing. Let's, it's here. Let's hear from you, Kilmarnock fans. Are you indeed dreaming of crazy things? 01419511025. And Celtic fans, what about your thoughts going into that game at Celtic Park tomorrow? Is this a chance 
for your team to put Kilmarnock in their place and show uh, that you are going to go on and win the league. 01419511025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Brendan Rogers says that Leicester's unlikely success will have Kilmarnock believing they can win the Premiership. They are one point ahead at the moment, uh, with Rogers yet to beat Killy since Clark took over. Let's hear from the Celtic boss. The credit that you can give them is that they, it's not by accident. You know, it's been a real consistent run now over the last year, so I think Steve's done a brilliant job in terms of how he organises them, uh, the way they, they want to play, and uh, and consistently they've got very, very good results. So, OK, they played two more games than us, but uh, but they're still in a position where that maybe some people wouldn't expect them to be, but if you watch them clearly, closely over the last year or so, Steve and the players have done a, a great job, and terms of how they've worked and uh, like I say they're a very very difficult team to beat so so we know we have to be our best tomorrow to, to get the result we want I think what Leicester have done to to probably every team other that aren't say a so called big club is that they've made the impossible possible so um, but like I say it's still it's still very early you know we played 14 games and get down to when there's 10 games to go and then we see where it's at but what they've shown is that the level of consistency they're a very good side and got good players Now Rogers made 7 changes for Wednesday's draw at Motherwell but he says he would not hesitate in doing it again I had to make a few changes with, with some boys that were um, unavailable to play uh, and then there were some guys that uh, I decided just to, to give a rest to uh, because they played in so many games uh, International games, travel, uh, and also I, I trust my squad. You know, we're bringing in players normally that are international players coming in to to replace. So, uh, so yeah. Well, listen, we, we weren't at our fluent best the other night, but we were within a couple of minutes away of getting a, a victory. It didn't come, so it's okay. We we reflect on it and uh, and look to be better within our game uh, for our for our match tomorrow. Everything you say is with the benefit of hindsight, but yeah. it didn't work out. Uh, Gamboa was found wanting, Johnny Hayes was found wanting, Lee Griffiths, of all people, with over 100 goals for Celtic, couldn't score from the penalty spot. Uh, and Celtic thought that they had won ugly, and then uh, Danny Johnson popped up with two minutes to go. So it's two points squandered, uh, as two points were squandered at St Mirren earlier in the season, two clubs bottom six, and uh, Celtic have lost four points there. Uh, so it didn't work out uh, And Brendan Rodgers will know that Tomorrow The best Celtic side goes in against Kilmarnock Because anything less mm. Past history shows You won't win What is that best Celtic side though? You tell us 01419511025 Michael is in Livingston Hi Michael Hi, good evening Hi, hi Hugh Hello I don't know who else is on It's Derek uh, yeah, Derek. Uh, Hi, Michael. Hugh, I know you get caught up in that storm, Deirdre. Aftermath. <laughs> I think you must have got hit in the head with a flying wood or something because it's befuddled your senses. I know you enjoy the sensationalism part of it, and I'm hugely impressed with Kilmarnock, as any football fan should be. But to to hype them up the year doing, they're always going to be ready for a fall. Celtic will win tomorrow. I guarantee you. I'll come back on with egg on my face on Monday and take take the big bads, but. I don't know how you could say. If you're talking about odds for the title, one to five Celtic, sixty-one Rangers, eighty to one Kilmarnock, and don't tell me they're going to do a Leicester. They just don't have the resources. They've got a fan, possibly the best manager in the league, but they just don't have the resources to go the distance. If you recall, before you got rude, uh, my opening words on the program, I said I would not 
Compromise Or patronise rather I would not patronise Kilmarnock Because Stevie Clark is too good for that That was my sole intention My sole intention was not to Patronise Kilmarnock But to pay due tribute to them For going top of the league I know life's not all about budgets But Kilmarnock's budget Would be roughly equal to Celtic and Rangers Budget for milk and rolls So uh, that's the only reason I brought it up I never said they'd win the title I simply said they are the league leaders And Celtic and Rangers are the challengers That is factually correct On 7 December That is factually correct I also love the mean-spirited nature of people Who rush to criticise the media For not talking up Scottish football The minute I talk it all up You come on with the rubbish about being hit by a plank of wood on the head during a storm I hope nothing like that happens to people tonight Then you might have cause to regret using words like that Sure, you know fine well it was your comment on Twitter that sparked that So you were the one that instigated it No, 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 I said, I said, I said on Twitter Storm Deirdre has not prevented me from getting in for uh, Super Scoble tonight at 6 o'clock pro- don't, bl- don't blame me, blame her I'd probably rather not argue about the weather Let, Let's sort of leave that one Poor old Deirdre yeah. Yeah, I think you got up on the wrong side of the bed this morning, Michael Don't talk rubbish, this is defence mechanism you take somebody's at least thing to deflect what the point I'm trying to get across. Nobody's saying anything bad about Kilmarnock. But Hughes are looking at the fact that it's going to be a really tough game tomorrow. And will he not just love it if, if Kilmarnock beats Celtic at Parkhead? There you go again, Michael. You've, you've gone now from mean-spirited attitude to the old favourite. Ah, he would love it. It makes no difference to me whatsoever who wins that match. Just as it makes no difference to me who wins Aberdeen St. Johnson, Hamilton Hibbs, Hearts Motherwell or Livingston St. Mirren. It makes no difference. I'm here hoping to talk up Scottish football, hoping to give due credit to Stevie Clark and to Kilmarnock. I didn't say they would win the league. I simply had a joke about dilly ding, dilly dong, wake up Celtic and Rangers. If you can't see the funny side of it, that's not my problem. What team does Brendan Rodgers have to put out there tomorrow, Michael? He has to be out his strongest team and uh, I'll, 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 I'll bypass the accused uh, Claudia Ranerian impersonations. Celtic will put the strongest team out. Kilmarnock will give them a good run for the money. And I repeat, Celtic will prevail. They will win. Mm. What have you made of the last four meetings, Michael? That, that would be something obviously Celtic haven't managed in, in the last four meetings between the sides. Yeah, there was a few draws. There was a capitulation in the last five minutes that Kilmarnock on that dreadful excuse for a football pitch and, and, and Celtic got their just desserts. I'm telling you again, please listen to me. Celtic will win tomorrow. It's not, no, it's not no the one, one listening, no, no We heard you the first time. Yeah, and no one has contradicted you. 01419511025. Thank you to Michael in Livingston on Twitter. It is at Clyde SSB. Something which is easy to overlook, Hugh, um, in all fairness, is yes, Celtic didn't play particularly well at Fir Park and they dropped points. Um, up until that, I mean, I think Danny Johnson's goal was the first domestic goal Celtic have conceded since the end of October, the, the Hibs game, I think I'm right in saying so. They clearly are overall still in a very, very good domestic and, run. And no one is suggesting otherwise. And I'm not suggesting that you're suggesting otherwise. I'm just putting the point to you. I, so let's you know, if, if we don't come on and pay due credit to Kilmarnock, then we are letting ourselves down. But forget that. I'm, I'm asking you about Celtic's run of domestic form at yeah. the moment. A, a run interrupted by uh, a poor performance at Fair Park. And let it be said before Michael writes to FIFA, let it be said that the referee was wrong to disallow 
Philip Benkovic's goal as well So the refereeing mistakes go on And Celtic suffered As Hearts suffered in midweek uh, So Celtic are the overwhelming favourites To retain the championship All I'm saying is Isn't this season a, a lot of fun? You know, for, you know, for the first time Brendan Rodgers was a wee bit angry after the game Didn't he? Mm-hmm. Talking about players don't come to me asking why we're not getting a game after these performances. You know, yeah. we things like that, you've never heard them say. He's always backed his team 100%, but he was obviously really disappointed by the performance of some of the players that came in. Let's hear from Stevie Clark. He says, restoring pride among the fans and the Ayrshire town is more rewarding than being top of the league. He's happy for the fans to have crazy dreams, but he wants his players to keep the focus on the game against Celtic tomorrow. The chat about top of the league and great runs and great calendar years was really quite irrelevant it's the fact that the supporters come to the game now and, and they look forward to coming to watch the team that, that's important to me I mean, you only have to look at the last seven trophies that have been up for grabs in Scotland since Brendan came to Celtic Celtic have won them all you know, so it's going to be difficult I think what what's happened this year is it's it seems to be a little bit more competitive you get to December and we're lucky enough to be top of the table just now Hearts have been top of the table Rangers have been top of the table And obviously Celtic Top of the table So It Seems to be more competitive But there's still a lot of games to go And there's still time for the The so-called bigger clubs to pull away There's many Kilmarnock fans that are Dreaming about the possibility That we can do great things They're allowed to do that They're supporters We have to allow them to dream We have to allow them to think about uh, crazy things. We have to, we have to, we have to keep our feet on the ground. Gordon, you know what I would say to that, Gordon, and, and just listening to Stevie Clark, and I, and I think he talks very well. I like listening to him. Yeah. Where are the Kilmarnock fans? Your team is top of the league. They've been playing some great stuff well, for the past they're, year. They're turning out more this yeah, season. But you need a lot more than three and a half thousand. Yeah, that's Gordon. not going to happen overnight. That, that, that stuff well, just listen, doesn't happen. Listen, if it's not going to happen now, it's never ever going to happen. Your team are playing some great stuff. When you listen to the the Kilmarnock fans down there being interviewed on the telly, they're all delighted. Yes, we're back. Blah blah blah. Well, come and support your team. Give them the backing that they deserve. Yeah, they do deserve that. Uh, but as Gordon said It's going up ever so slightly You can see it in an, in an upward direction uh, Obviously there are fears Contained within the euphoria The fear being the January transfer window The fear that somebody comes in for Eamon Brophy Or for Jordan Jones the Or fear, Stevie Clark Yeah mm. um, That will come I mean the, the, the downside for Clamarnock supporters Is the higher mm. Stevie takes the club the greater the possibility that this is his last season. Connor's on Twitter with his Celtic team for tomorrow. You know, sort of usual lines: Gordon Lustig, Benkovic, etc., etc. No Scott Brown in in Connor's team. Is is that still is that still an, an issue? Hugh Evans he comes back into the team the other night and they they drop points. How you make the leap and say that that's Scott Brown's fault? I don't yeah, know. But yeah. does he stay in the team for tomorrow? Um, yes, I think tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be a real tough one Because Kilmarnock are Statistically speaking At the moment The best team In the league So I think it, That there will be Aspects of the game tomorrow That will require Brown yeah. uh, Require his, his captaincy yeah, And everything yeah. else You're absolutely right But but you're right Gordon To say That you cannot lay The draw at Fir Park At Scott Brown's door Celtic 
should have had the game wrapped up by half time and didn't. That's their fault. The problem, the problem is you that you know Scott Brown. There's not another Scott Brown at that club no. who can play that role. I mean, they've got a lot of youngsters with plenty of energy, runs and everything else, but he plays a different mm. role from anybody else there. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Craig is a Kilmarnock fan from Johnston. Hi, Craig. How we doing, panel? Hopefully we can glaze over Michael's previous phone call. Uh, dilly ding, dilly dong. You, I fully yeah. agree with you. Um, just wanted to come on and say, uh, purely talk about the game tomorrow. Um, I've been on the show before, uh, being quite pessimistic about Kilmarnock before games, saying that we're missing this person, we're missing that person, we're maybe not firing all cylinders. Um, for the first time this season, I was optimistic going into a Kilmarnock game on Wednesday, and did it pay off? Uh, top of the league. I've been walking about with a smile ear to ear. Um, the full week, my pals are old firm fans. I've just been getting right in amongst their faces, just showing them that we are top of the league. And obviously, if, if we beat Celtic tomorrow at Parkhead, it's only been done once since Brendan Rodgers domestically. It's only been done once since Brendan Rodgers came in and it was Aberdeen at the end of last season. If we can beat them tomorrow, we go four points clear. However, Celtic do have two games in hand, but I keep saying to everyone that points in hand are better than games in hand. If we get go four points clear and Celtic drop points even one of those matches, we are still staying top. Obviously, you've got Rangers to think about as well. They're only a few points behind. But I'm one of the people out there that's just starting to dare to dream. Obviously, Steve Clark's saying the fans can go crazy, but he's very professional and very grounded, telling the players to just calm down. But I think the whole town of Kilmarnock, the whole club Kilmarnock, are doing very well and there was something previously said by the caller that Kilmarnock don't have the resources which means we don't have the resources look at Leicester compared to Manchester City's budget and they've still done it I don't know if it's the same proportionate gap between Kilmarnock and Celtic however we're playing good football it's on the pitch that it matters and I think we can do it Craig you have to live your life in football on an incremental basis one week you're up there the next week you've hit the depths now Last Sunday, Rangers went top of the league and we spoke of the symbolism attached to that moment and how important it was for Rangers and the way that they celebrated after the game was indicative of a managerial team who knew it was a symbolic moment. Four days later, they lose mm. at home for the first time under Steven Gerrard and Kilmarnock go top of the league. That's how life is. I think what's fascinating about Kilmarnock going to Celtic tomorrow, Hugh, and again, you can repeat this all night, Celtic are... Huge favourites for that game As yep. they are huge favourites To obviously go on And win the league But Kilmarnock For all the talk about The pitch And whatever advantage That may bring Kilmarnock have the best Away record In the Premiership this yeah. season Yeah the, the problem you have When dealing with Celtic and Rangers If you dare to suggest That they might Draw a match Never mind lose it If you dare to suggest Such a thing Then People are upset The same people who get upset And accuse you of not Talking up the game So Yes, Celtic the favourites tomorrow There'll be a 60,000 crowd at Celtic Park I've already said tonight For me it's the game of the weekend in Britain Not just in Scotland The circumstances favour Celtic But this season, who knows? 01419511025 Let's hear from you We're about to hear from Gary McAllister On Rangers disciplinary issues No Alfredo Morelos this weekend Let us know how you would get around that 01419511025 Coming up after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to thompsons.com
Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson Here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We were looking ahead to Celtic against Kilmarnock We heard from Brendan Rodgers and Stevie Clark So keep your thoughts coming on that game We'll try and preview as many of the big games we can Before the show finishes around 8 o'clock Let's hear from Gary McAllister He says the Rangers players need to start making better decisions If they're to sort out their disciplinary problems Eight red cards so far this season for the Ibrox side McAllister says simply that It's unacceptable there is a discipline problem, you know, the number of red cards and, and bookings that we've had. But it's something we're working on continually, you know, and uh, the players are working at it. We are trying to pass on uh, years of experience to players that maybe haven't been in these situations before. So everybody at the club's trying to improve the whole discipline issue. It is a fine line, there's no doubt about that. You know, there, there's we've got loads of competitive players, you know, and... and Generally, when you when you say you're on a, a yellow card and you, you run the risk of getting a second yellow, there's got to be moments when you've got to make you know split second decisions. And at, at this moment in time, sometimes we've made some poor decisions, and that and that's what it is. It boils down to decision making. When you're in the heat of the battle, you've got to still be thinking clear. Of course, Alfredo Morelos was already down to miss the trip to Dundee, and then he got sent off against Aberdeen midweek. McAllister hopes it is a wake up call for their top scorer. He's different. He's a he's a, he's a natural goal scorer. He causes threat whenever he plays. But uh, yeah, it, we will miss him, there's no doubt about that. But he's, again, it's a learning process for him, continually. You know, he's a very competitive guy. But we back him, and we're sitting with him probably more than most, as you can imagine. You know, we, we, we want to try and help the guy. Every time he misses a game, it's an opportunity for him to score a goal. And he wants to, he wants to get as many goals as he possibly can. And, and likewise, as a, as a management staff, we need him in there because he's our, he's our main threat. I think the lack of discipline will always prevent Morelos from making the journey from a very good player to a top class player. He clearly has a, a, a temperament problem uh, and that has been noticeable since he started playing for, for Rangers. I think it will prevent him from getting to the very top of the game. Unless, unless he fixes it, you mean? Yeah. Unless it changes. I spoke to him. You know, through an interpreter, I, I saw him up at the, the, the training ground. I was chatting away to him. Lovely man that he is. I mean, he's only, he's not even twenty two. He is. He, he's coming up for to be twenty two, and he was saying that he says back in Colombia, he says you're always picked on. Everybody's picked on, and if you don't fight back, if somebody raises their hands to you, then you're picked on all the time. And this is in his head. If somebody hits him in Colombia, he hits them back automatically. I say, yeah, that's fine, Alfredo. We're now talking football on the pitch. There's rules. And you, you cannot be doing that And he accepts that It's like saying Many times have you seen it Hugh When a ball goes in the box And a centre half goes up And puts his hand up And flicks it away with his hand Why do you do that? I don't know It's just an automatic thing that happens Sorry people saying Count to five before you do these things But on the park You don't have five seconds You've got to react right away And, he, and it's something Definitely That he's going to have to but cut the, out the, his game But the problem Rangers are having with him Is that they keep on telling him And he keeps on ignoring them yeah. So, you know, he will therefore keep on being a problem. You know, Kyle Lafferty, by uh, Stephen Gerrard's own admission, should also have been sent off uh, Wednesday against Aberdeen. Kyle Lafferty can't help himself. You go back any number of years. I go back to the infamous incident between Kyle Lafferty and Charlie Mulgrew when Charlie was a, an Aberdeen player. And Kyle Lafferty simulated uh, a clash of heads and fell to the ground. And before the night was over, Walter Smith had made sure that Ranger issued a statement apologising for Kyle Lafferty's conduct. So he 
is a habitual offender. He just can't help himself. Uh, and that's another problem for Rangers because habitual offenders habitually let you down. 141-951-1025. David's a Rangers fan in Royston. Hi, David. Hello, good evening, Gordon. Uh, you and Derek. Hi, David. Hi, it's quite interesting listening to the guys' uh, points and temperament of uh, Morelos, but I wasn't really on tonight to talk about um, disciplinary record. I'm talking about, in general, the skill factor of my team. Um, the kind of malaise of like lack of skill. Uh, the last few games I've been watching, I've been amazed about the amount of times where they can't seem to pass to each other or over a few yards or they're playing the ball to Morelos and it just seems to bounce off him and his lack of skill and the crossing, the amount of times the ball's overhit or hits the first man. And I'm just wondering, um, the lack of skill, not not just in my team, but in general, I mean, um, like when I was growing up, they had some great wingers, McLean, Cooper, who would take on guys and cross it. And I mean, Big DJ, he loved that kind of thing. And I just wonder now, is, is the skill dying in players? Um, Middleton, he, he's about the only one now who tries to take on players and cross, but I watched Aberdeen game there the other night, and the amount of crosses that weren't reaching men or hitting the first men, especially Tavernier, and I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, what seems to be going wrong these days. I, I, th- I think you're wee, being, again, you're being a wee bit harsh, David. I think on Wednesday night, it's a what I always say to you on, on this programme is, you know a team when you say who got pass marks in the side not one Rangers outfielder for me got pass marks in midweek it's one of these games that not often that happens normally you get one or two that do well and the rest of them don't but nobody played well and it was a poor performance Aberdeen defended well they, they came there with uh, the intent on stopping Rangers playing and they did it very well a wee bit physical at times but so what that's all part of the game they had one shot at goal on target and scored the same basically as they did in, in the semi-final but that's good for them they defended that's down to Rangers to, to beat teams like that that have got players back but I don't, you're talking about skill I think I think every team has showed an awful lot of skill yes but maybe going through a period where a couple of teams are not maybe playing as well as they did early in the season but to say that there's a lack of skill in Scottish football I would totally disagree with you I think there's an awful lot of good players in our league I think what uh, David is missing Derek is what we remember from our upbringing in Scottish football there were Sensational wingers yeah. Jimmy Johnson Willie Henderson Davy Wilson Alex Scott Davy Proven Our own pal mm. Davy Proven And then crushing the ball Became a dead art And You know That's to be Regretted However The game's played in a different way Now David Your initial point About the inability to pass From A to B That's an important one Because the game is played mm. In that way now If you're having difficulty with a, that kind of passing movement Then chances are You're going to get found out Roberto's got a question On Twitter Possibly for you Derek Well both of you But you first uh, Roberto says Correct me if I'm wrong But based on recent performances Did Gerard not come out A few weeks back And say everyone is fighting For a start And anyone that doesn't perform Risks losing the jersey So how come Koulibaly Ejaria and Flanagan Always seem to get to keep theirs I think he has mixed it up To be perfectly honest I think these players Were playing well Early on in the season There's a few of them Dropped off Not just one or two There's a few of them Dropped off the pace Of the games And I think he will Change it again On, on, on Sunday You know whether Barisic comes back As a left back Natural He's a, he's a, a tremendous player Whether Kent's going to be fit He makes a huge difference Wide as well And the one that They miss most of all Which I think Was Arfield 
Arfield's the one midfielder that gets himself in the box all the time. And I think when sometimes when Rangers get the ball wide, there's only Morelos in the box. But when Arfield's playing, you're guaranteed that he's one that's going to get in there. So I think I think the manager may make three or four changes for that game at Dundee at the weekend. And there we have the peril of the red card. A daft red card for Scott Arfield against Hearts and he misses the game and as Derek said, he is missed. So it's the peril mm. of the red card. Uh, Richard Burns is on, he says, it doesn't matter where you're from, the way Morelos conducts himself on the park is unprofessional, unacceptable and it's costing us points, internal punishments required. Yeah. How, how, how do you go about improving that situation, Hugh? I mean, As I say, I, I give you once again the example of Kyle Lafferty who for years has been unable to, to curb that side of his temperament and for years has been getting red cards as a consequence. Rangers really have to work on Morelos because... Yeah, but what does that mean? That, that's, that's what I'm asking. Well, it's I, I, I think quite as, far, as far as talking is going, Hugh, I mean, the manager talks to him every day and explains it to him. It's so, one of these things. You know, on the on the part, you react very quickly and sometimes his, re- his reactions are too quick. He's got to think. So I mean, so how, how, how do you stop that? It well, just it's like... a very difficult one to answer. Well, but it's all right scoring 19 goals. He's, he's probably arguably been the most consistent goal scorer in Scotland in the big league this year. But he's no use sitting in the stand for the next two games. There will come a point, Gordon, where if they can't stop it and how they stop it is for Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister to work out. But if they can't stop it, then he moves into the liability category. And if he can get someone to buy him, you're as well doing it. So it's up to Alfredo Morelos if he does not absorb the information given to him and further down the line, he's still getting sent off and missing important matches, then you're as well getting rid you of know, him. It's, it's still amazing, Hugh, that Rangers sitting top of the league and they've had eight red cards so far this season, down to 10 men on eight occasions. You know, it's incredible and you can't keep asking the 10 men to go and fight for, no. you know, fight for him all the time. That cannot happen. And I'm glad Macaulay is the man that played and I think he is a leader on the pitch and I read them this morning and I said, that's great. The players are going to do it themselves. If the manager can't get through to players, then it's up to the rest of the players on the park to help him out. People that are close to him. Uh, John's in Paisley. What's your take on this, John? My take on this? You got a, you got a year to keep going? No. <laughs> no, I mean, it'll take a year to try to solve this. Give First of all, minutes. right, no, I mean, Morelos is second booking, but this is this is all stemmed for unprofessional players. Right, I've been to two games, the last two games, right, and I'll tell you what, better. They've been didn't help matters on Sunday either, but see the amount of players that try to get Morelos booked. I watched Joe Lewis, I watched Graham Shinney, I watched Ferguson, I watched them all. Every time Morelos done anything, Better and on Sunday as well. Every time he does something, all he did was go to the referee constantly, bickering in the referee's ear about Morelos. Levine didn't help Mars. He doesn't help himself either, by the way, so don't get me wrong. He doesn't help himself. I've spoken to your producer on Monday and I told him Morelos would get set off on Wednesday because it was ideal. Steve McLean, I don't know what, he, what game he was at on Wednesday night, but Referees, you can talk all day about them. We, hindsight, we can see things same difference. But Shinny, how Shinny stays in a football park, even against Celtic, when he's playing Celtic on Sunday, he's at it all the time. How he stays in a football park is beyond me, but he's totally unprofessional. Anyway, I'll take you back to the words spoken by your own assistant manager on this programme not 20 minutes ago when he said, yes, there is a disciplinary problem 
And he was talking about Rangers He wasn't talking about referees Shinny Anybody else He said yes There is a disciplinary problem At Rangers So But Hugh Hugh that's Hugh, you're, you're missing Completely missing my point I wasn't talking about I'm talking about how Do you not agree That them going constantly Bickering Constantly And they put the referees here Right About them it just it seems specifically one player, right? And it better was the same as Sunday. I'm talking about people who's trying to get all I mean, players. constantly. But, 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 but listen, John, John, it might, John, it might play a small part. It might play a small part, John. I'm just funnily enough, your timing's incredible because they've just played the incident again on the TV. Those things might play a part, but there was only there was only one guy responsible on Wednesday night, and that was the, that was Alfredo Morelos himself. Yeah. Listen to be fair Stephen Gerrard did mention that as well A bit harsh But if you're on a booking And then for you no reason whatsoever You decide yeah, to yeah. lash out At the, the neck or the face Or whatever of another player You're going to struggle To blame but, but, someone but, else for that John But you know what John lucky, it, it's, it's nothing you John John it's nothing you When you look back You look back in the 70s and 80s And I know we hate looking back But who was the three men In Scottish football That dictated to referees Willie Miller Jim Layton and Alex McLeish yeah. they were Every single freak They were at the referee Because Fergie told them It's all about the west of Scotland We get nothing at Aberdeen So get at the referees all the time And that's where that's it stemmed from that's, And that's what's happening Honestly I, You know I go to Oregon And you're seeing it Every time Morelos does anything Right Yeah but you're making out a case For saying the world's against Alfredo Morelos no, no, Yes you no, are That's all The no, purpose of your no, call Is to say I'm that it was Christoph Berra's fault. It was the referee's fault. Listen, You've you, got I, the I'm man. The, the man has a discipline problem. Why don't you just concede that and hope that Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister can knock it out of him? You, you know the problem here. You know the problem. I said that. If, if, if I'm John, if I'm a centre half and I'm playing against Morelos, who I know is very dangerous and scores goals. I'm going to torment him the whole game Off the ball and everything else He's got to learn to accept that And as I said it in the column this morning The best way to do that against players Who are pulling your jersey and giving you stick And everything else Is put the ball in the back of the net And just walk by them and have a wee smile That's the only way you shut them up uh, Okay, thank you to John in Paisley It's 01419511025 If you want to have your say on the lines You can also tweet us at Clyde SSB as well. Before we move on, though, I want to tell you about this. Very important indeed. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas in partnership with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington. Caring about children in Glasgow and the West. Hugh and Derek, you're going to like this one as well. Oh. What a prize we have oh, right. for everyone out there. Honestly, what is an incredible prize and... It's a chance to make a difference to local children in Glasgow and the West at the same time. So it really is a win-win situation, Hugh. Uh, we're giving you and a mate the chance to win a VIP experience to head to the FA Cup final at Wembley in May next year. Now, that's just the start of it. On the Friday, you'll kickstart your day with a champagne breakfast in 29. Oh, that sounds oh, right up your street. Oh, yes. uh, you'll then fly to London, two nights accommodation in a five-star hotel in London's West End, two tickets to the FA Cup final on the Saturday at Wembley, and then return flights back to Glasgow on the Sunday. Oh, I'll take it now. Maybe if you catch it, you I'll would kick you the backside out of that weekend. Yeah. You take me. Uh, that'll fair? do me. That'll do well, me. Big now, luckily, you two can't enter. But for uh-huh. your chance to win the road to Wembley, all you need to do is text the word "final" to eight four nine zero two. That's final to eight four nine zero two. You've got until five forty five. Tomorrow on Saturday But you might as well Just go and do it just now The text costs your Standard network rate Plus a voluntary £5 donation Now every single penny of that Goes to Cash for Kids To help disadvantaged children On our doorstep 
So you could win all of this for a fiver And even oh. if you don't Your money goes to charity It is a no-brainer The lines close at 5.45 tomorrow evening For full details Plus T's and C's And online entry Go to Clyde1.com We will pick a winner On Saturday's Super Scoreboard When we're also doing Our annual sports auction Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson Here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, You can tweet us at Clyde SSB Or if you want to do it in the more traditional way Then the phone number 01419511025 I did have a look at Twitter there Hugh We put a tweet out at Clyde SSB Asking for you know, your Celtic starting 11 tomorrow mm. The majority are coming back With no mention of, of Scott Brown In mm. that 11 Interested to see what happens And tomorrow's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard When we come on here at 2 o'clock yeah. we'll, we'll have the team news breaking there and then And we'll find out Just what Brendan Rodgers makes of it There'll be real elements of the battle About it tomorrow mm. In the middle of the park And it might be a job for Brown and his combative qualities uh, Rather than the, the Christies and McGregors and the, the yeah. beautiful movement of the ball and Tom Rogic and all the rest I'll of it. I'll tell you what, you I mean, Killy's midfielder a bit. Yeah. You know, they like a wee challenge now and again, so you're going to need all your battlers in midfield. Again, it's like last weekend when Gordon DL stuck his neck out and said, there's no way Celtic <laughs> will start a cup final minus Scott Brown. Oh, it was good. I'm not and, letting them forget and about that. And they did. Well, this weekend, it's the same debate. For me, I'll give you a different answer. I think Scott Brown will start tomorrow. 0141 Gary is a Kilmarnock fan from Irvine Hi Gary Alright uh, Gordon DJ Hugh Hi uh, th- Thanks for the retweet earlier on you Trying to get me to the game That was appreciated <laughs> Much uh, Stevie Clark uh, came to Kelly I think at the end of last season His points total Would have put his top of the league I mean the, the game, Kelly's playing With a budget They are Bottom 16 To be where they're sitting just now is is absolutely phenomenal, but uh, the fear is we're going to lose him, and uh, and that's and that's that's the, the downside of being a, a wee club like Kilmarnock. As a Kilmarnock fan, Gary, th- does that genuinely hang over you at the moment, or are you are you managing just to enjoy it for what it is? I'm I'm enjoying it for for it is, but I just think uh, Premiership clubs will come calling again, and uh, and that's the fear because. The other side is If Brendan Lee's Celtic He's ideal replacement Yeah I mean It's inevitable There's no point In Trying to sugarcoat this For Kilmarnock fans Of a sensitive nature It is inevitable That Steve Clark Will be taken away To another club Whether it's one in this country Or Down south He has the pedigree He has the CV Now He's assembling Results for Kilmarnock That have taken them to the top of the league uh, Even our friends on satellite television Are fascinated by this They're devoting feature time to this Look at Kilmarnock at top of the league uh, So he's created a nationwide stir But all you can do Gary Is enjoy it while you may Starting at Celtic Park tomorrow uh, Kilmarnock go there as the league leaders That's all you can do Live it by the day Gary, how important is Greg Stewart for you on the field? Massive Massive player It's uh, If we can't keep him then it's, well, I can't buy the computer the bone in the net, But he's not the fastest But Greg Stewart is I mean, he, he should be in the squad set up and all uh, he's, he's been phenomenal 
And you, that's why Gary's point about budgets is probably quite a relevant one. And I know you you don't really like to go on about budgets. I, I get that, but I mean, if you're Kilmarnock at the start of the season, you've got a, an aging Chris Boyd who was uh-huh. the top scorer last season. You think right now I need another option up there working, and you know you're dipping into the loan market. You're getting a Greg Stewart who's gone down to to Birmingham and it hasn't quite clicked. Came up to Aberdeen and in all honesty, didn't really click did there either. Buy, did not buy that Aberdeen to be fair towards to the end, yeah. but not not for uh, started for, off for the majority of his yeah. of his uh, his time up there. And then you bring him, and and this is what you get out of him. Yeah, as I say, Kilmarnock don't have a glow in the dark. Unbelievable talent And they, they lost ha- arguably Their best player last season yeah. When Malumbu left Yeah they, they have a great Team ethic And they have A superb coach Who is pulling All the strings here I did see earlier Being flippant about it Kilmarnock's budget Is equal to What Celtic and Rangers Pay on milk and rolls But The lack of a budget Has not prevented Kilmarnock From getting to the top Of the league mm. Two yeah. games away From the halfway stage So my advice to Gary and every Kilmarnock supporting man, woman and child, live it you, by you, the day. You know, you know something, you, it's, it's a sign of, of a great coach. When You're right, he's, he's not got the, the greatest players in the world. He's got one or two exceptional players, I'll give him that. But the, he gets the best out of them yeah. every single week. And that, for me, is a good mm. coach. You can coach players all you like, but if it's not up there in the head and you're not getting them given 100%, then you're going to struggle. He's got respect from these players and they're giving the manager Absolutely everything And that's why They're at the top of that league Stephen Ray And Stevie McCulloch Another two on Twitter Who've got their Celtic team For tomorrow With no Scott Brown in it oh. I don't know if they're just Doing it to disagree with you um, Or if that's uh, That's the, the, the genuine feel Both have Cham in it Interestingly enough as well Taken off at half time Let's speak to Paul in Kirk and Tillich Hi Paul uh, Hi Gordon Hi Hugh Hi Derek Hello, Hi Paul Hi Hugh uh, Really looking forward To the game tomorrow uh, Again Love it Saturday Three o'clock under the lights, I think it makes a big difference. Uh, I'm just I'm phoning up to actually stick up for you a wee bit. Uh, I had the guy earlier on having a go at you about things he was saying about the Celtic and Kilmarnock game. It's you know seven changes to a team. I, I, I half expected they would draw to be honest, uh, but when I saw the first half, uh, we should have scored a lot more goals. You know so. Uh, but seven changes is a, is a lot to a team And a lot of the guys that come in uh, Are Reserve They're no They're no They're in the first team pool But there are no guys That will play every week now But Paul and, Paul have got the best squad In Scottish football You know So you know, even though there's seven changes I mean the seven that come in I mean they're mm. not kids They're not reserves You know they're, they're players that have played And played at a great level And have done a turn for I, Celtic I don't mean to split hairs Paul um, But just when You know you said A lot of these guys are reserves Is that fair? I mean Gamboa yes Hayes yes But what about the rest? Griffiths well, Cham it, Brown Gordon Right so if you think about Lee Griffiths Lee Griffiths Hasn't really played a decent game For Celtic for the best part yeah, of the injured, yeah. What Whatever's been going on And If Dembele was still there Which he isn't But Lee Griffiths Wouldn't be, be a first team pack He'd be in the bench When I say reserves I don't mean as in reserves As in yeah. a reserve league I'm well, in the pool And not, not first team pack No listen You're definitely right about Hayes and Gamboa There's no doubt about that Hugh yeah. But it's just the strength of the others You would have thought I mean Griffiths Comes on at Hamilton Scores a terrific free kick You know And then he was just Out of sorts on Wednesday And missed a penalty that's life I 
understand Brendan Rodgers and the need to change because he's about season management, not just game management, season management. He's got RB Leipzig after Kilmarnock, Thursday night at Celtic Park. And, you know, that has Celtic's European future at stake for the season. So I do understand the manager had the right idea. He was let down by players who failed to rise to the occasion. Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Big thanks to Paul and Kilmarnock. It's now over to you if you fancy tonight's Beat the Pundit. What a way to end your week and kick off your weekend by getting the bragging rights over Hugh Keevens and Derek Johnson and maybe even a sign ball if you win as well. 0141 951 1025. Be quick, you only have until the news at 7 if you want to play tonight's Beat the Pundit. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Craig Levine has an idea for how we can help referees in Scotland, and he's got an idea as to how Celtic and Rangers could help make that a possibility. We'll bring you that next. Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Time for Beat the Pundit. Hugh and DJ both standing by and one of them is going to be taking on John from Greenock who is a Celtic fan. Fancy your chances tonight, John? Oh, aye. Oh, aye. Have you ever played before? Aye. Oh, is that a... I didn't win it last time either. <laughs> ah, so you're on to make up for it. Who did you play last time? Eh, yeah, I think it was you. Thinks it was you Can't even remember You obviously didn't leave A lasting impression But but listen John has embraced My philosophy Go from one <laughs> failure To the next With no loss of enthusiasm that's it. That, They're going to put that In your gravestone When the day eventually comes That's your that's your motto Isn't it You like that one I yes. quite like it as well uh, Okay John I'm going to toss the coin See who you're up against Heads it's going to be Hugh Tails It will be Derek Johnson And it's Tails The rematch with Hugh Will have to wait So oh, DJ three get Fridays Oh for him I've been beaten twice John What a chance you've got Time for you to to get your act together Get those headphones on properly please Yep And I'll get Derek some Clyde too So that he doesn't know what you're saying John You've got 30 seconds You've played before You're going head to head You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Right In what year did James McFadden win his first Scotland cap? Uh, 1985 Who did airface tonight? Inverness Who does Rory McAllister play for? Inverness Scotland's women's team are where in the world rankings? Fifth Who won the 2016 Scottish Cup? Celtic With which English team did Peter Lorimer spend most of his playing career? Leeds Okay Let me bring Derek Johnson back Derek are you with us? Oh dear Yes, I'll take that as a yes Right, same set of questions to you, shall we? Okay In what year did James McFadden win his first Scotland cap? 2005 Who did air face tonight? Uh, Inverness Who does Rory McAllister play for? Oh, the best striker in a Peterhead Uh, Scotland's women's team are where in the world rankings? 10th Who won the 2016 Scottish Cup? Hibs With which English team did Peter Lorimer spend most of his playing career? Leeds United Name any of the teams from Scotland's World Cup group in 74 uh, Brazil And what nationality is Livingston's Keegan Jacobs? Welsh Okay <laughs> How do you think that went John? 
I think he's done you Let's go through them And find out In what year did James McFadden Win his first Scotland cap Uh, You were only About You know You you were quite a way off that one John I must say It was 2002 Derek you were close But not close enough Not close enough 0-0 Who did Airface tonight Inverness 1-0 You both got that So well done to you Who did Rory McAllister Play for You knew it was somewhere up North John You went for Inverness But it's Peterhead 2-1 to Derek Scotland's women's team Are 20th 20th In the world ranking So still 2-1 to DJ It then went 3-1 2016 Scottish Cup Was won by Hibs So 3-1 to Derek Johnson A bit of work for you To do to catch up John You did know the next one Leeds United Is where Peter Lorimer Spent most of his career But Derek got it as well So it's 4-2 um, Name any of the teams From Scotland's World Cup Group in Zaire. 74 And the third one You said Brazil Russia, Zaire And remember. Uh, New Zealand No nope. Poland Were you there? In 74 no Were you there? No Oh Yugoslavia There we go Yugoslavia Alright so you, you got it right anyway And last question It didn't matter What nationality is Livingston's Keegan Jacobs He's South African So it's 5 to Derek Johnson And 2 to John in Greenock Hard lines John Okay mate thank you Good man Cheers, Third John. time lucky I think for John Next yeah. time round Third time lucky for me have you Peter, lost Peter, the last two? Peter Lormer and a fellow Dundonian, of course. Well, that's yeah. it. The, the, the questions were loaded in your favour tonight, then. You can, thanks, you, thanks, you Gordon. You can barely thank get them wrong. Thank you. No, credit, thank you. credit where it's due for ending your losing run. Yes, thank you. Uh, shall we hear from Craig Levine, Hugh Keevans? Yes, um, give us his idea. He's sort of regularly on the wind-up at the moment, isn't he? That That's, that's sort of what he does. Um, I've seen a lot of people taking these comments very seriously today. I assume there is a bit of tongue-in-cheek. Um, element to this Maybe not You you can tell us uh, He thinks Celtic and Rangers Should take some inspiration From Holland And use their money For the greater good Of Scottish football um, And basically help Introduce VAR This comes in the back Of the, the Dutch teams Who are in Europe Giving money So that they can Get rid of Was it plastic pitches I think yeah, it was yeah. um, So Craig Levine's got A nice idea As to how we could Bring VAR And help the referees Amidst all the mistakes That seem to be getting made I think VAR would help It's a uh... A lonely place sometimes, you know, being a, being a referee and uh, having a lot of responsibility. And I think having anything that can sort of make your job easier must be welcome. It must be because I, I can't believe for a minute that, uh, that uh, referees like making mistakes. Nobody does. So VAR would be great. I, I read recently in Ajax that Ajax gave up the European money to, to put to take up the plastic pitches and put down grass pitches for the rest of the clubs in the league. Maybe the old firm will give up their European money to put VAR in for everybody. I guess that's where it's got to come from, from the club's pots, doesn't it? If, if yeah, unless we find somebody who wants to... Um, if somebody bought Hamden, so maybe somebody could help and, and put the money in to, to bring VAR in. It would certainly help the referees. VAR for me is the, the answer to the problem because as it is just now, you just get one shot at it. With VAR, you get a chance to, to review. You know, it happens in, in rugby. That seems to be quite popular. Um, there's less mistakes. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's a good idea. Just where, where do we find the money from? They see things differently. In can the you, east can of the you see that catching on? Well, first of all, if it did happen, and it never will happen, but if it did, the general consensus of opinion would be that Celtic and Rangers had bought justice. <laughs> and that, that justice would only go in favour of Celtic and Rangers because they'd bought VAR. Uh, when Craig speaks about. Uh, it's a lonely place for referees He's having a laugh He's the man that calls them abysmal yeah. uh, Who gets in about them Sometimes they deserve it My my big fear this season Is that a 
major trophy Either the championship itself Or the Scottish Cup Is going to be decided On the back of a A real mm. Bad decision There were some Awful decisions on Wednesday The thought process About a league though Is that I'm, I mean try and stay away From, from that phrase About evening themselves out you'll, you'll know But over 38 games I think that's unfair pressure To suggest that a referee Can single handedly Decide that Well you know When we get to game 38 If uh, one or Two teams are neck and neck. Uh, I shudder to think if there's an awful decision. But anyway, it's not for Celtic and Rangers to pay for VAR. The game has to sustain itself. And it would be said if Celtic and Rangers paid for it. It's all very well for Sir Tom Hunter and Lord Hockey to chip in to the purchase of Hamden. No one's going to accuse Lord Hockey or Sir Tom Farmer of anything. But if Celtic and Rangers bought VAR, then... It would be said by everyone else that Celtic and Rangers had bought the judicial system. I had been waiting to find out what you made of uh, that penalty decision. St Johnson against Hearts. Oh, it, it, it's, it's a moment of fantasy. Andrew Dallas saw something that didn't exist. For the second and, game in the trial. Yeah, and yeah. I do support Craig Levine. I think sometimes Craig does give the referees a hard time. Uh, and at times he goes too far. But that was a moment of... Official fantasy He had a romantic night Away on Wednesday Who Yeah, did? Mr Keevans yeah, He was away he, through In the capital That's why I know They see things differently In the East Derek Because I go Am I allowed to mention the show? <laughs> Feel free Right Motown the musical which oh, you it, like your Motown Oh it was fantastic And as we're coming out Of the, the theatre at the end A man turns to his wife And says Quite a good wee show eh? And I thought <laughs> What? Quite a good wee show If this was in Glasgow They'd be on that stage They'd be crowding out the Four Tops And the Temptations and Diana Ross And Glasgow would reverberate To Tamla Motown But in Edinburgh Quite a good wee show eh? Now he knows <laughs> he, he knows who's the boss So Mrs Keevans was trying to get some shut eye That the yeah. TV highlights were on very late that night of course And Hugh, Hugh yeah. sat and watched the full thing with no volume Yeah, uh, So as not to wake Mrs Keevans And uh, this is where he's, he's This is where he's come up with this line About it yeah. being a that's a moment of fantasy Yeah, it, it, yeah. If you turn down the sound It focuses <laughs> the, the senses Focuses the mind oh, yeah. And that's why The Benkovich goal Should have stood At Fir Park The moment of fantasy That Andrew Dallas had Cost Hearts Two points yeah. uh, And Kyle Lafferty's a lucky boy Because he should have been Red carded at Ibrox So uh, It was A fantastic Midweek of football For our Premiership The the Hamill goal at Easter Road is a joy. All of the stuff that went on, Dundee winning by four clear goals, it was a sensational night of entertainment. Yeah. And that's why I say. And that was after the Motown yes. musical. Yes. Motown. Mean, what is, a night you had. Listen, I, I can only say of our league, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch. <laughs> but you know what? You, just staying on that theme, I think the start of this season has probably been. The worst referee I've seen for a long I know yeah. every country's got bad referees I'm not just saying we're the only one But I'm talking about major decisions That everybody's scratching their head about yeah. We've had more mm. up to now this season Than any other time And But there's nothing we can do But we've just got to get on with it There's nobody else You can't sack them You know, And this is all our better referees That are making mistakes The ones that have got European games you know, they're in the Champions League or UEFA or whatever it, I think it's safe to say Hugh That there has been an increased scrutiny now, yeah. be, because, and it's all, and and then 
It snowballs doesn't it Because once a few mistakes happen Everyone's then looking for the next mistake And then that one gets blown out of proportion And so on and so forth And now we're in a situation where this weekend Everyone And and it used to be that you were only bothered about Bad refereeing decisions that affected your team But now because of social media Everyone sees them all And they're poised waiting for the next referee mistake Even even down south When you see a game and then they analyse it after the game The first thing they talk about Well what about that penalty Was it? I'm afraid It it always seems to be about referees these days. Uh, I'm afraid it's just part of the world in which we live The social media age The wall-to-wall live football matches On a variety of satellite television channels It is simply the world that we live in And mm. if you're a referee It's the life you chose I yeah. do understand they're under unfair scrutiny That does not take away the fact That sometimes incredible howlers are made yeah. Are you yeah. listening, Andrew? I've just got visions of you coming out of Motown Musical and trying to fire up the old Nokia and find a video <laughs> on it of uh, the penalty decision at, at Tynecastle, at McDermott Park. Sorry, you would be there all night. Anyway, a man who knows all about that is Ross because he's a Hearts fan on the line. What's on your mind tonight, Ross? Um, yeah, um, what I was going to... I've listened to the show tonight, so we had the Kelly fan on earlier. So um, Kelly have, are going well and going very strong just now. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see for Scottish football, really. But they're still to have their bad run. Um, they're still to have bad luck, bad injuries. They're still to get refereeing mistakes. Um, Don't tell that to well, Stevie Clark yeah. after the Gary Dicker sending off. Yeah. He's, he thinks he's had his fill. Yeah. But, um, you know, House, House, I'll get to Hearts in just a second, but with regards to VAR, um, I think all the top leagues in the world, uh, sorry, certainly in Europe, should have it. If the Dutch league can have it, why can't we? Because the Dutch league have got what two, three top teams, and the rest is just the same as the rest of the league that we have up here. So I don't see it being any different. Well, the I think only thing, thing I do think is that the old firm would be slitting their throats getting it because they might not get as many decisions as they <laughs> usually get. In fairness, I think the the Dutch TV deal, and whilst I don't know exactly off the top of my head the figure, Hugh, that would probably um, not be the same as what our clubs earn. No. Uh, as I say, I don't believe it is the job of individual clubs to pay for VAR. It is the job of the National Association. I'm also cutting the National Association some slack by saying if the SFA don't upgrade Hamden Park, then they'll get it in the neck because Sir Tom and Lord Hockey provided money to get the stadium and to provide a platform for refurbishment. So, a lot of money will need to be devoted to that purpose. What? Oh no! What? It's off. What is? Air United Inverness. It's off. Oh, the great entertainers air, banging in the goals, putting on a show last Friday night. Lauren Shankland getting the four goals. Tonight's no, match has been postponed by referee Craig Thompson. I think he's blameless in this one, Hugh, because yeah. the winds are incredible. There, yeah. There's some TV pictures coming in. Not a night for football Um, The only problem is Hugh And this happens all the time 35 minutes before kick off But but do you know what Gordon It's it's supposed to be the same the whole weekend So there may well be games tomorrow So check before you go out Geography is not my strong point Hugh Keevans But I'm going to guess That if you're coming from Inverness to Ayr With 35 minutes to go You're nearly there You are there and you've you've, No you've been been there at (laughs) half four Because you have your pre-meal You know they'll be be down for a while And having to go back again But you know Safety of spectators Safety of players Is of paramount importance There can be no blame attached Other than to storm Deirdre Uh, So 
That's unfortunate It was going to be A highly entertaining match However It can't be entertaining In this kind of no. weather And that's why I hope that The storm blows is, itself is out sh- of it Is this a shame for Inverness Having to come all that way down To be fair Right sorry we, we, we sort of interrupted Ross there My apologies What about Ross's initial point Regarding Kilmarnock Because I guess I mean if you if he wants to compare his team Hearts and Kilmarnock's injury yeah. list, there's only one winner or loser, whatever way you look at it. Yeah. But then you you do need a bit of luck if you're going well, to if you're going to achieve great things. Sometimes you know, Ross's team Hearts they've beaten Kilmarnock, Hibs beat Kilmarnock, Aberdeen beat Kilmarnock, uh, and they're quite sure that over the course of those three setbacks. Steve Clark has found things about the matches that were not to his liking. Maybe he felt they were hard done by in one way or another. They are where they are, the top of the league. And I fully understand that Ross on behalf of Hearts and Michael, the first caller on behalf of Celtic, uh, and any Ranger supporter who wants to pick holes in Kilmarnock, I fully understand you don't want them to win the league. You want your team to win the league. We can only celebrate that on the 7th of December we're looking at a tremendous mm. match in prospect tomorrow Celtic against Kilmarnock first versus third separated only by one point so that's all we're trying to do mm. just celebrate the fact that hey this is getting a bit interesting now tell me Gordon you know I saw little bits and bobs of it but did BT Sport not say they would allow Scottish football to was there money involved there? No, just an offer to, to trial it essentially On their live games So I mean That wouldn't By my understanding That wouldn't be every game It would no. only be the games That are live but on TV That's How you put that into play I'm not sure But yeah. the offer's Listen, there Good luck to them That's a commercial gambit They're, they're drumming up publicity For BT Sport It doesn't matter by, It helps our game you know, well, If it no, helps it, our game I'm no, all for it it's only, it's only one game And it helps them so well, it would know, help. The, it would help the match, but yeah. if, if it is only the live TV games, I can't imagine that sitting well with the, the teams. So not involved. Yeah, exactly. The know. bottom line here is: if we want VAR introduced, the SFA hmm. and perhaps the SPFL are going to have to stump up for it. Final word to you, Ross. Um, yeah, just the, the just one thing was: um, I mean, we're missing Ike Piazza, Naismith. Um, we just had better back um, and we've got Suter as well we've got a new signing coming in January Vanacek his name is big check forward so one of Levine's um, Bosman so I'm looking forward to the second half of the season if we're still in the mix we're still in the mix we've got a chance Absolutely. of Europe so yeah. I'd be quite happy I just want to know what assistant referees are doing that's so all <laughs> it's fought hard to become from linesmen to assistant referees now they're not doing the job that they're supposed to be doing Assisting the referee Well they're not doing the job if it affects your team They are doing your job if it affects the other team in a positive way So uh, supporters on the subject of referees and assistant referees mm. Are not consistent and they do show bias This is what makes me wonder though Hugh Because obviously VAR is the is seen as the best solution to, to these things We talk about goal line technology I wonder if a uh, Another step would be to hear the communication between the officials mm-hmm. because it would certainly take that bit away because the referees and their assistants are communicating all the time, yeah. but you can't, you don't know yeah. that. You you can't hear that. And unless the, the assistant waves his flag, yeah. you assume that he is standing there doing nothing. And that might not be the case. He might be 
Giving the, the referee guidance As they do I, I the think game. it's wonderful in rugby When the same thing happens You can actually hear them talking yeah. The referee to the man upstairs Looking to see what's happening And I think it gives you A, a good insight to what's right. happening We've got a good full time teaser tonight You're going to like this Get a pen and paper if you need it Some of you are capable Of just keeping it upstairs But if you need a pen and paper Go and get one The full time teaser is coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. It's time for Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson to tackle the full-time teaser. If you've got a good question and you would like to hear it on the show, then send it in, please. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. I wouldn't say we tackle it so much as we watch it pass us by. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of breaking football news from Scotland tonight is that Air United against Inverness, Cali Thistle has been postponed due to the weather. It was meant to kick off in about 20 minutes' time, so the Inverness fans will not be pleased. But... As Hugh Keevan says Safety first so, I don't think the players Will be too happy either <laughs> no. supporters, uh, John Clark Has sent tonight's question in I think this is easy oh. I think you're going to I think you're going to do it Are yep. you going to do most of it? Name the 13 managers Currently in the SPFL Who have played In the English Premiership okay. Stevie Clark <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Gerrard <laughs> Yes uh, yes to both by the way Yeah um, Derek McInnes No Did he West, West Brom. Brom Yeah Yes um, So you've got three of the twelve By your standards this is Was Tommy Wright at Newcastle Before the Premiership Became the Premiership Or Tommy Wright is one uh, of them as Neil well. Lennon Neil Lennon that's you almost halfway there Stephen Gerrard Stevie Clark Neil Lennon Tommy Wright And Derek McInnes We're looking for 13 managers Currently in the SPFL So all the leagues um, Who have played In the English Premiership Plenty of time You've got between now And the end of the show So Give us your questions Full time at Clyde1.com On the phones For the moment though 01419511025 Mark is a Celtic fan In Hamilton What are you thinking Team wise Tomorrow Mark I'm same as everybody else, Gordon. Uh, Scott Brown on the team. Oh, okay, right. Give it. So talk us. Good uh, Wednesday night. That uh, I don't know who taught. I don't know if he gets told with Brendan that he's a centre half. They start off in a game, but uh, he seems to end up there. And I'm sure Brendan told him and that you need to muck up into the midfield. Starting, I just don't know where he gets that idea because he can't pass. He just passes from left to right and back to me. Um, I'm going to go. I want to talk about the goalkeeper. Craig Gordon. Okay. I thought he was to blame other night for the equaliser. I thought his position was dreadful. Mm. Yeah, you that's one step to the left, he saves that without a, this and this smothers that quite easy. I've wrestled with that one myself quite a bit since then here. I was right behind it at the time yeah. and oh, it seemed like a great strike from Danny but Johnson. Yeah, it was a great but he's got to protect his near post as well. Had that gone in the near post here at Slaughter, so he's got to be that wee bit further over. Is that he's, not he's six yeah. foot three. Of course, and is that not is that not why it's all about angles yeah, though? He takes uh, one step, there's no way we get beat to his near hand post and it would have saved it quite comfortably. I'd I'd say I thought it was a great strike. I thought it was a fantastic shocking. strike. I'd say I several, thought his position was dreadful. I say several things to you, Mark. First of all, Gamboa should have stopped it all at source. Was he fouled though? A lot um, of Celtic fans have been complaining that he was I think I can't remember which one of the pundits last like, night yeah, said That I, they would have just preferred him to be a bit stronger Yeah exactly um, Again with the, all the lights off and the telly on and the sound <laughs> down I thought he could have been much stronger there uh, I thought it was a terrific strike from Danny Johnson I, I, I wouldn't blame um, the goalkeeper 
However, Celtic should never have been in that position. Celtic squandered chances. The the best of all, of course, being a penalty kick. Uh, they were hard done by when the referee disallowed the Benkovic goal. I have said that several times tonight. But it does show that tension is rising because Mark's upset with Craig Gordon. He's been a fantastic keeper for Celtic. Uh, and he's just not happy at the way... His team threw away two points Mark, I'm not saying it was all Craig Gordon's fault I only arrived at half time I was here doing the show It just seemed though That in that second half Celtic started getting a bit sloppy Between Craig Gordon Between the centre backs There was a few times They, they, they made a bit of a mess But they passed out the pitch And what that just allows Murrell to get belief doesn't it I think the ball at his feet He's, he's hopeless at that But um, Scott Sinclair And the, the Johnny Hayes I just don't see where they have talked about Scott Sinclair now For a long time And He's as well sitting up in the stand He really is Well there the, the was a belief that uh, The old Scott Sinclair The first No season, I don't see it Hugh I don't yeah, see no, that I, I, I was just about to agree with you I said there was a belief That the old Scott Sinclair had returned But for me it's a thoroughly unconvincing return I don't, in, I don't fairness, in fairness to him Hugh though Eight days ago he gets the all important goal Which gives yeah. Celtic hope of progressing in Europe Yeah but you can't say that One goal no, of course not. Right. But I feel like we are a bit. We're not I'm not saying Mark is guilty of this, but in general, we're you know, I, um, we're quite fickle. That last Thursday yeah. night, we say, you know, great Scott Sinclair stepping up on the big occasion. You know, eight days on, he's he's a dud again. Yeah, but I am in the, in the Mark camp. I I don't believe that Scott Sinclair merits a starting place. Uh, and who plays instead of him then? Well, Lewis Morgan. Let him let him prosper. I don't understand. Sometimes uh, And as I say It's to Celtic's great advantage That I don't pick the team uh, But You know I think Lewis Morgan shows Greater Hunger and desire uh, But uh, the, the, the core point here Is Brown To play or not to play And for me There'll be elements of a battle About the middle of the park tomorrow And I think Brown's Battling qualities Will be required What do you do with Olivier and Chammark? Does he does he play at all And if so where Because he sort of played On the left didn't he The other night Didn't look like he enjoyed it And was off at half time He's not, he's, he's not a good game For a few weeks I lad now he's, I don't know What's happening with him But uh, No I don't play him tomorrow No Definitely not It's a sign I think uh, And Mark is Underlining the point uh, It's a sign that Celtic supporters uh, Michael apart The the, the first caller uh, Celtic supporters are looking at this And thinking We've played Come on up four times And we've yet to beat them uh, Since Steve Clark Became the manager um, Come on up at the top of the league uh, And You know Should Brown play Is now a debate yeah. uh, Whereas Beforehand Many Celtic supporters Would have said It doesn't matter Whether Brown plays Or not Whoever Celtic pick Will beat Coman I, 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 It's I would, not like I, that now I would think you You know the, the tougher games The games that you know Especially away from home Where teams are going to get stuck in That's when you need The Scott Browns in your side there are plenty of other times when when teams have got their backs to the wall. You don't really need Scott Brown in that role. You need the, the ability of the midfielders to get forward. Well, I'm going to do a Gordon DL. Last weekend, Gordon said there's no way that Celtic will start this game without Scott Brown, and of course they did. But I believe the performance. Are you going for it as well? Yeah, okay. I, I I believe that Celtic will start mm. with Scott Brown tomorrow because over the course of the week, some things have changed. And he's needed tomorrow To be fair Gordon I put my hands up as well I did say Scott Brown would play as well And I got a bit of stick From a couple of Celtic fans I said well look If I'm wrong I will apologise So I'm in the Gordon Deal one 
I thought you would play. That's a, that's a dangerous club to be in. I'm oh, just yeah. I'm just warning you to yeah. that. Any club that would have Gordon <laughs> DL is not worth joining. Uh, Motherwell boss Stephen <laughs> Robinson says having Kelly top of the league is great for the other smaller clubs. He admits that his side aren't where they want to be. Um, but believes Kelly's efforts can give everyone a boost. You know, one of the, the smaller clubs in the division, Steve Clark's done an incredible job. Um, as I said, it's only December. We have to see where that is. At the, if it was still like that at the end of the season, it would be in comparison with, with Leicester winning the Premier League. So, yeah, it's refreshing to see. Um, you know, it is it is a, a sort of one-off at the moment. It's the top five or six teams seem to take care of themselves at the minute, but it gives everybody a little bit of hope. Motherwell head to Hearts tomorrow Despite the mounting injury list uh, The manager hopes they can build On that draw with Celtic We'll need that You know it's another tough game Away to Tynecastle uh, um, You know we need to again Be on the top of our game We have to do the things That we've done on, on Wednesday night And be a little bit better On the ball as well In terms of creativity And you know I expect that To happen on Saturday You lost a couple of players Early on in the game How are the injuries? Both will probably struggle for Saturday. Liam Donnelly will definitely be out. Peter Hartley, a dead leg, so you know there's a little bit of a chance for him. We'll do a late fitness test tomorrow morning. Um, but again, it gives people chances to come in and, and stake their claims. Gives other players a chance to come in, but how frustrating is it when you have so many games? It is with a smaller squad, you know, we, we don't have the luxury of, of being able to put million pound players in, you know, it, it, but it does give younger boys a chance, you know, as we had three 19 year olds on the, the pitch on Saturday with four or five in the squad. Um, so it does give the young boys opportunities, they have to be ready for them opportunities. Uh, Hugh, I don't think anyone, even the most optimistic Motherwell fan, would claim that they did enough to, to win that game or anything the other night. But when you look at the, the adversity in the first half, if you have to make two defensive substitutions within. Was it 15 minutes? It certainly yeah. was very early on And so, so to hang in there And eventually Produce one moment of quality Near the end that That's enough for Stephen Robinson to, to draw confidence from And try and take into the weekend When you beat Celtic or Rangers Or even draw with Celtic or Rangers uh, Against all odds there, there should be a knock-on effect In the next game And if uh, Motherwell to an extent Mugged Celtic Then mugging goes on It happens Rangers have been mugged this season On more than one occasion Well you've got to look at Motherwell I mean it's only four or five days previous That they were beaten by Livingston You know 2 nothing. Yep You know so Good it, character to come ab- back Absolutely you have yeah. to do that Right some good answers coming in on the teaser Keep them coming at Clyde SSB uh, Chris is thrown in his tuppence worth He says Scott Brown must play tomorrow He's in your camp Hugh Keevans oh. uh, Quickly on the teaser then Before we speak to Andy and Alexandria oh, right. 13 <laughs> managers who manage in the SPFL And have played in the English Premiership you've Gary already, Holt You've already got Gerard Clark Lennon Wright Gary Holt, Gary Holt. Yes Norwich win it yep. Yep. Any more for any more Craig Levine at Leicester No What about Robbie Nielsen No John Not Robertson the, at Newcastle mm, No uh, Jonathan Johansson Yes yeah. Good one I thought, you'd, I thought you'd forget no. about that one No not at Jim all Jim McIntyre at Reading Nope mm. Okay plenty of time to get back to that Let's speak to Andy Who's a Rangers fan on the line Hi Andy Hiya um, I'm just It's about Wednesday's game The Rangers and uh, Aberdeen game um, and, and Rangers in general um, the, I've heard the interview earlier on With Gary McAllister Saying that there is a problem um, with discipline at the club um, and McCauley's came out today in the papers as well saying stop dropping us in it as such you know now I watched that game on Wednesday and right from the minute off I knew that Morelos was going to get sent off he just it just looked as if he was in the right frame of mind um, and he couldn't really be bothered he, he wasn't showing anything I know he had a couple of wee flicks and things but he was he was, he was nipping all night uh, at, at players and things and it was inevitable that he was going to get sent off now I think he either gets a grip or gets out 
Yeah, our Rangers. Um, I know he's a top goal scorer at the club, but we can't. He's not used to sitting up in the stands, and he's, he's suspended more times um, in bigger games. And although this game, um, Dundee game this weekend, is going to be suspended. Thankfully, he's not going to be suspended uh, against the Celtic um, at the end of the month. Um, hopefully, anyway. Um, but he's, he's Gerard doesn't look like the the sort of person that would. Um, bow down to a player right and I think Morelos is starting to get too big for his boots uh, and, and I think there's a general discipline problem at um, Rangers um, and he's spearheading it and it's not just him there are discipline problems but there's other players as well but he's the kind of main one because he's the one that's scoring the goals and I think Gerard, rather than Modocod I think he should start to uh, clamp down on him a bit maybe fine him a bit more I don't know if he does that already or whatever but he doesn't seem to come out and kind of criticise him really you know and I'm just trying to see what the panel thinks I, I, I think he does criticise him off the park I mean all, all he's done for the last two and a bit weeks is praise Morelis and rightly so because he's scoring some important goals for Rangers and doing well it's the other side of his game and you know I can assure you Every single day he's in his head It's not getting through just now And you're right What do you do? That's why I was delighted when Macaulay came out and said Look, the players are going to have to get, to, to get a grip of him We're on the park with him We want to look after him maybe a wee bit more Hugh, can you, can you take a short-term pain For long-term gain approach Where you do drop him And you acknowledge that he's your best striker And you would much prefer not to drop him And it might make a couple of games a bit more difficult for you But over the piece you come out of at the other end with a, a guy who has fixed that side of his game. See, Andy mentioned is that possible that during the course of Andy's call. He said, "Well, thankfully, he, he won't be missing for the Celtic game." Hopefully, he said. So, he did say hopefully. Yeah. So that shows the importance of Morelos in the eyes of the supporters, and I am sure in the the eyes of his manager. Um, I'm not sure that dropping would make it any difference because I think that temperamentally he wouldn't take that well either. Uh, and he'd sulk and he'd, 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 I, I think he's going to have to down to the players The players are going to look after him better I think The players can get through to him You can always relate to players that are playing around you They're going to have to help I know that's it's a it. terrible thing to say And it's a childish thing to say But he needs help on the park As far as that's concerned The goal scoring is great for him mm. But he's got to look at the other side of his I suppose head. Gary McAllister's What he said Hugh Is that it It's not you know, It's not just Morelos I mean you look at Even, even the Scott Arfield one is, comes right under that category of what Gary McAllister's talking about. It's just decision making. Scott Arfield yeah. has played at high level all these days and has never shown signs no. of it. But it's just no. that it's just that split second, that 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 moment of madness, and Rangers, it ends up costing. Rangers me. are under tremendous strain because uh, if Celtic do win the title and it's eight in a row, it cranks up the pressure. Celtic would then say, "Oh, only two to go for ten and it cranks up the pressure. So uh, Rangers get. Stephen Gerrard is manager mm -hmm. The whole thing takes off They are uh, legitimate challengers to, uh, to Celtic And to the league leaders Kilmarnock uh, And with that comes an increase in tension And you're right Arfield was guilty last weekend But would not have been that guilty In previous seasons at previous clubs Right, hopefully there won't be any Disciplinary issues at this Because the Star Sixes are coming back To the SSE Hydro Do you remember that? Did you watch it on yeah, the television last year? It was great entertainment, wasn't it? Well, Absolutely. some of the world's greatest players They're going to be in Glasgow this time At the SSE Hydro Scotland have got a team in there The likes of Barry Ferguson James McFadden Are going to be pulling on the dark blue shirt England, what a rivalry That will be Michael Owen playing for them Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland, Wales your old pal Hugh Keevans Robert Perez Yes You specky too <laughs> He's in there for the rest of the world Now if you're looking for a Christmas stocking filler Why not see Clyde 
Ribble1.com for the ticket information plus the chance to win VIP tickets. We'll get the answer to the full time teaser next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here and they're going about their business on the full time teaser. Tonight's was sent in by John Clark. If you like the sound of it, you like the idea, we always get it up and running about 20 past 7 and we give the pundits until the end of the show to come up with the answers. So if you think you've got a good question, send it in to fulltime at clyde1.com. Tonight's question is this. 13 managers currently in the SPFL have played in the English Premier League. Well done to Kenny and Jerry H. They've got what I would consider to be the hardest one. Um, let's go through what you've got so far right. You've got Jonathan Johansson uh-huh. uh, Gary Holt Stephen Gerrard Steve Clark, Neil Lennon Tommy Wright And Derek McInnes Gary Caldwell Who would he have played for in the English Premier League? He was at Doesn't matter, he played Sheffield Wednesday mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, we've got him Newcastle Newcastle right. I'll give you Kenny Miller and Explain Kenny Miller at Wolves who does he manage? He managed Oh No but he was He was a manager He was a manager at Livingston Do you need me to explain What the word currently means? Is it yes. currently? Did you, I didn't hear right, the word then. I just stated manager <laughs> Gary Naismith at Everton <laughs> Go on then I'll give you that one Queen of the South manager Gary Naismith Played for Everton What yes. about this one? I don't know Alan Johnson Yes oh, Sunderland and Dunfermline Right you've only got two to get So plenty of time You've still got about ten minutes or so To come up with the answers uh, Let's hear a bit from... Martin Canning, you. We always try and preview oh. as many games as we can on a Friday night. He says the players need to be stronger mentally if they're to start picking up more points. They take on Hibs tomorrow, still hurting from a 4 0 midweek defeat at Dundee. Now, the Aki's lost 6 0, remember, at Easter Road. That was the last time Hibs won, uh-huh. and that was the last meeting. Canning says that these kinds of defeats have to stop. We can't lose four goals away from home. It's becoming a bad habit just now that when we lose, we lose heavily. And in between that, we seem to win games and pick up points and then lose heavily. And it's, it's we need to get to the to the bottom of that. We need to stop that because if you lose games, you can lose games. You're going to lose games, but to lose them four nothing, five nothing, six nothing, whatever it is, that can't keep happening. Um, and individually, we've got to do better because as a team the other night, I thought we worked hard. We were more than in the game. It's the most crosses, most entries, most touches in the final third we've had in the box we've had. Um, and we lacked a little bit of quality at both ends of the pitch The most entries they've had the other night Hugh oh, Keevans anyway. I think that's modern football speak But mm. the Aki's like they do In most seasons You you just don't really know what to expect They no. definitely have it in them To produce a result when they need it And they yeah. deserve but, credit but, for that But I'll tell you what Gordon The hat trick from Kenny Miller Every some, one of his goals great finishes, yeah. belters, weren't they? This, is the, this is the double-edged sword fixture tomorrow Because uh, the Ackies on the back of a 4 nothing trouncing at Dens Park. They really need to disprove the growing theory that this might just be the season when they don't survive. Uh, and for Hibs, if Hibs were to lose in Hamilton, it would be absolute proof of an implosion. They started the season in glowing form. They have collapsed. Yeah, I mean... You used to call them the Edinburgh Festival here. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure they've, they've got that tag at the moment. No. It's um, it's just it's miles away from what it was at the start but, but, of the season. You know the difference. You know the difference, Gordon. The important players that they had have stopped playing. You know, Hibs have Hibs have got three or four exceptional players that change the game if they're playing. If they're not playing well, then Hibs struggle. 
I mean, when was the last thing Canberry scored? I mean, the chances oh. that you had midweek, they're just not going in the back of their end now. But they that's have, the problem. They have better players than Hamilton. I think that would go unopposed. But they're not showing it. No matter who they play, they are yeah. not showing the quality that they possess. Yeah. And it's a massive match for Hibs tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Neil Lennon here as well is, is taking a bit of a, a back seat in the last couple of days in terms of the, the media stuff Gary uh-huh. Parker's I think that's probably three or, three or four press conferences in a row which is fine that's not particularly unusual sometimes managers yeah. just choose to do that yeah. for, for a number of reasons um, he won't be enjoying this run of form at all we spoke before the game on Wednesday talking about St Mirren with no disrespect to St Mirren had St Mirren gone to Easter Road and won uh-huh. Hibs fans would have been besides themselves and yeah. It was only one step better And it was, a, it was a draw So still not exactly What they were hoping for I would like to look The cleverest boy in the class By putting my hand up And telling you why Hibs have gone from The Edinburgh Festival To the Notting Hill Carnival uh, But I, I, I can't come up With the explanation They have very good players Who have stopped playing Lack of form you That's all it is The form that was there At the start of the season Has gone what? And the big, the big word The big C word They all talk about Steady you know, you, you, Chancers <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to me Seriously I thought this show Was about to get Pulled confidence. off here Right no, thank confidence. you Confidence It's gone from a lot of the players um, Moving swiftly on Hugh Keevans Whilst we're on St Mirren They go to Livingston The mm. side these met In the championship Last season um, I'm not sure then you would have predicted the way both these sides would have gone on to handle the, the Premiership in different ways. St Mirren sort of struggling at the bottom. Livingston have, have been in great at times. The bottom six is a bit of a free for all. You know, St Mirren are capable of going to Easter Road, getting a 2 2 draw, um, and at the same time, also capable of daft things at home. Uh, and Livy, you know, again, one of the early season teams that were talked about. That's all gone uh, pear-shaped uh, So that's a real tense one there uh, And I wouldn't like to predict the outcome of that one mm-hmm. Let's get the thoughts of Laurie and Dennis in the head of the weekend Hi Laurie Hey panel, good evening Hi, Hi. Laurie uh, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow I, At Celtic Park uh, There are divided loyalties uh, here in Denison tonight uh, Young Lawrence and myself of course are season ticket holders However my partner Karen like her two brothers I, and various nieces and nephews, they are Kilmarnock season ticket oh, holders. Oh, it's going to be uh, feisty tomorrow. So I've put it, she have put it to them, uh, Derek, that they are suffering collectively from nosebleeds, <laughs> unaccustomed as they are, to occupying uh, a lofty spot at the peak of the summit. Now, they're on merit, Laurie. Uh, I've also told them that, uh, that they enjoy it while they can, I. Mm-hmm. Because I think that quarter to five tomorrow, uh, positions will be reversed. Uh, However, uh, you know, I'm quietly confident. Uh, I'm not uh, rabidly confident the way Michael, the first caller, was this evening when he says that he can guarantee. (laughs) Now, really, that is quite a daft statement for him to make, given that in previous four four previous encounters contested between uh, Brendan Rodgers and Stevie Clark, uh, Celtic have yet to. Uh, emerge victorious two draws and two defeats uh, during that time well Michael was uh, arguing with himself because he kept accusing us of saying that uh, Clermont would win nobody said that uh, he accused us of Clermont would win the title no, nobody said that either we're simply celebrating the fact as you are in the the house in Denison that Clermont are top of the league we've got a massive game at Celtic Park 60,000 
uh, A game that will draw attention from far and wide It's magnificent It's what high profile football is all about And our League's profile Is increasing yeah, all the time Because you, you've been getting Absolute dog And nothing new there obviously no, You're no, getting no, dogs no. abuse On Twitter Because you Well you said That you felt Kilmarnock Celtic Was game of the day Yes yeah. um, Is it Chelsea Man City Chelsea, Or Man, Man City, City Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea So Man lots City. of people are Slating you Saying can't believe You said the biggest game In Britain this weekend And you didn't say biggest You just said game of the day yeah. And if you believe That that's Celtic Kilmarnock Rather than Man City Chelsea I'm with you 100% Yeah I'm sticking up For our league uh, and there'll be more people at Celtic Park Than there will be at Chelsea Man City uh, And I'm trying to celebrate our game If the Twitterati would rather celebrate the English game Then fine But uh, what you did say You said definitely the, the team, uh, game of the day in Scotland And probably Britain Yeah, in my, esti- in my estimation You didn't say yeah. the biggest game And no, that's what people no. are picking you up in, on In my estimation Yeah, I just think it's fabulous And uh, I wouldn't like to be in Laurie's house Come five o'clock tomorrow night because unless it's a one each Laurie, draw. Laurie, you'll know <laughs> hell hath no fury, Laurie. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Hugh, can I ask you a question? Very quickly, Laurie. Make it the Okay, qu- I'll make it very brief then. The January transfer window is less than four weeks away. I would like to ask the panelists uh, what positions, if any, they think uh, will be strengthened at Celtic Park. Hugh, just as quickly as you can. Uh, Time is pretty I think much they'll up. definitely bring people in at I think the, Brendan at, Name a position At the back Striker Right back you, Yes for sure okay. Striker And a striker Right okay uh, You can hear the music That means time is almost upon us 13 managers who manage in the SPFL at the moment And have played in the English Premier League Caldwell, Johansson, Holt, Gerrard, Clark, Naismith, Lennon Johnson, Wright, McInnes Two to get Are we McKinnon? Yep Ooh. Oh Where did that come oh, from? Oh you've got, still got two sorry That was three to get So two to go These are the two hardest ones By a mile Okay uh, And they're not in the top division Clearly One of them is We just heard from him About ten minutes ago He got a point against Celtic The other night Tommy uh, Stephen Robinson One league appearance for Spurs In wow. the early 90s Oh dear And the last one The hardest by a mile He manages in North Lanarkshire Part of the Monklands Derby He's not long in the position Never, you should see the way Hugh Keevans is looking at me He always looks at me with disdain The Albion Rovers manager Yes Who is uh, Give these initials K-H Quickly Kenny Too late Kevin Harper Thank you oh, to Hugh and Derek We are back at 2 o'clock tomorrow GBX Friday's up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com 